loyalty to Rangers is what binds us. And together, we are stronger. Launching for the 2021 season, the MyJers membership programme is a new way to get even closer to the club you love. It's the one place where you can access benefits like ticketing priority, club discounts and exclusive competitions and experiences. There's even a limited edition welcome gift when you join. Visit rangers.co.uk slash MyJers to join today. Always Rangers, always loyal, always rewarded. Hello and welcome to the Jersnet podcast. The Independent Rangers podcast made for fans, by fans, and where the content is absolutely free. Um, I'm your host, David Wren, um, and tonight we have Stephen Clifford and Colin Armstrong on with us. Obviously, if you're enjoying what we're doing in the pod, uh, please subscribe and, and, and share it on, on social media. And it's available to stream or download after the live broadcast tonight. Uh, you can get it on all the, all the usual platforms, Acast, iTunes, YouTube, Castbox, Stitcher, and also Spotify. So a range of issues to discuss tonight. Um, but first of all, Colin, how 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 are you? How's lockdown treating you? Uh, hi, David. Yeah, it's much the same, isn't it? Uh, we were just talking about it before we came on air. It's, I, I mean, I, I can't see I'm enjoying it. I mean, I, I don't have any major disasters going on in my life. I'm working from home, and uh, I mean, it's not really affected us in that way at all because my wife's a nurse, so she's still working, obviously. I'm working from home, so none of us have been furloughed or anything like that. But aye, it's, it's beginning to get a bit monotonous now. You know, it's I must obviously must go to Ibrox, must getting out for a pint with the boys and all that kind of thing. I actually miss my office. I, you know, I like getting into the city and you know all that kind of stuff. So aye, it's becoming a bit tedious now, but I, I, don't, I don't see it lifting any time soon. I think it will be. Still going on for the foreseeable, I'm afraid. Stevie, have you got a more positive, positive outlook on things at the moment, or is it much of the same? Do you know, to be honest, David, uh, my life kind of quite regimented in terms of looking after the kids and um, going to work and things, and I'm lucky that, that my work um, hasn't been furloughed either, so my life's pretty much the same. I, I miss my mates, I must admit, um, especially my big pal Brian. I saw him the other day um, when I was driving past, and it was like, me. It was terrible, but um, it's it's pretty much the same for me. I'm just trying to keep up beat. Um, at least it's never quiet with Rangers and things. There's plenty to keep us going, but um, I just hope that everybody listening and um, your guys and everything else, everybody's safe and well and just trying to plod on as best we can. As you mentioned there, Stevie, obviously the probably the biggest talking point yesterday, and there's been a few things, and we'll obviously go through, go through a lot tonight, hopefully. Um but the big, the big news yesterday was obviously the, the statement that was put out sort of mid-afternoon by, um, by Rangers about the commercial update, which obviously the key, the key point, which was saved until very late in the statement, was was the fact that all all sort of current retail deals have now come to an end, and it's looking like we'll have a new kit supplier, and also um, reading between the lines. The, the Mike Ashley saga appears to be over. Can you maybe talk us through a wee bit of where the club is at the moment and, and maybe what you read into that statement yesterday? Well, um, I had a blog out today um, and you can find that in the Poor Lads of the Dream um, blog site that is, is basically as, as close to being an up, update of where we are. Um, the club said as much as it could say yesterday in terms of, of, of legal responsibilities. The current um, deals will, will run out at the end of, of July 
Um, when it gets to August, I would expect that they would come out and clarify a lot of it. But um, it is a clean slate. It is a new era commercially for the club. Um, that weight that has been round our necks, the legacy from the, the spiv years of 2012, etc., is, is gone. Um, litigation's over, um, and we're, we're moving into a, a positive new era for the club. And, and yeah, it's, it's taken a long time to get here, but um, it's certainly a, a positive thing, and, and we can look forward to the club trying to maximise all commercial income and um, a lot of kind of exciting new projects that um, James Bisgrove talked talked about yesterday on the, on the live um, sort of webinar thing that they they had um, on on Rangers um, YouTube channel and things like that. If, it, if you haven't seen that, um, I would go and watch it. It's a must watch for all Rangers fans. That will give you a real insight into to the plans that they have commercially. Talking, you know, um, kind of um, talking about the new ideas they had in terms of um, even you know possibility of of a bar replacing the mega store, the mega store going to the um, Edmonston Drive um, and, and the things that I, I also revealed today on the blog that um, commercially the, the club are now looking along with our new retail partner and things that um, they are looking for, for new shops in, in various places, they're looking for pop-up stores, they're looking at new retail space, Edmondson Drive, um, you know there's lots of things now um, rolling on and I expect the club you know they've maybe said as much as they can legally at this point but I expect the club um, over the next kind of couple of months get heading towards that August um, kind of fresh start period is exactly when they'll come out and, and be a wee bit more transparent in terms of, of what's went on Well and how, how positive is it from a you know I'm sure many many fans did the sigh of relief yesterday when they, when they read that what was your what was your take on it? Well, I mean, obviously, I would, I would say it's positive news. I, I'm still a wee bit wary. It, it kind of feels like we've been here before. Uh, we actually, we've, it's felt in previous occasions that that was us, and it, and it, it turned out that it wasn't. Uh, but there does seem to be something about this one. It feels a bit different, so hopefully that is the case. I mean, it's been a huge uh, hindrance. You know, it's a huge handicap to the club that, you know, we've not really had that that revenue stream coming towards the club. You know, I think at one stage, it was it something stupid like 10 pence per shirt or something like that Rangers were getting. You know, it really was horrific. And it, it struck, it really struck home with me uh, two or three years ago. I, I managed to get tickets for Anfield with a boy and me and him went down and we were in. Now, I, I, I don't know if I'd want Rangers to go the, a, a similar route to some of the Premiership clubs because down there, there really was a sort of, touristy feel to it but that said when I was in their mega store having a wee look about I mean it was, it was like a supermarket you know there was like 20 checkouts uh, a rakey stuff you know and it was queued out the door and, and all I could think of at that time was you know I think I'd been at Ibrox the previous week at a game and people were walking past that mega store you know because there was the boycott and they're just thinking this is a huge amount of money that the club are missing out on. And that's a hindrance, you know, that's a handicap in terms of, of trying to compete with Celtic. We're already, you know, financially behind them on, 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 on a few things. We don't need both hands tied behind our back when it when, when it comes to things like, you know, the retail stuff and the income we can get from that. So hopefully it's, you know, the first positive step in getting back to some form of normality and that we can get a decent revenue stream in for that because we need every, every revenue stream we can get uh, because, you know, we are playing catch-up when it comes to Celtic in this front. You know, for a number of years now, they've been ahead of us in this, 
you know, they're generating more income, they're paying more in wages. And if that's, you know, all the, the sort of statistics tell you that if you're paying more for wages, you're, you're winning more trophies and more titles. So hopefully it's a positive step in the right direction and we'll start to see, you know, the revenue streams come in and that can go back out the door towards, you know, better players. Stevie, just to touch on what Colin said there, obviously the, the revenue is a, is a massive part of this and, and the money that can be brought in, you know, through strip sales and things like that. How, how vital is it from a financial point from, for the club, in your opinion, and, and, and what can it bring, not only financially, but just the, in terms of the entire image of the club? I think it's huge in terms of, that's something I talked about in the blog today, in terms of, um, I, I won't bore people too much, but if you look at our kind of financial situation in terms of this year we made or we had a £10 million shortfall, granted we, we spent a kind of outlay of, of £10 million last summer. Obviously that isn't all paid up in one, I understand that, and it's all staggered and things like that. However, we had no commercial income at all from strip sales and stuff like that. Now, for the kind of six, seven months up until Christmas time and until this kind of deal went sour, um, we were owed three million pounds as our share of the dividends. On a, on a yearly kind of basis, Rangers would project that commercially strip sales and things could be around the five million pound mark. Um, and, and that, if, if you think about in terms of what we are short every year, commercially, if we start bringing in that kind of money, that's going to go a long way to making this club self-sufficient, which is the aim. And that's income that we haven't been able to tap into for several years. So even in that very kind of basic point, it's massive for us. But the image of, you know, um, shops at airports, shops in, in big cities and things like that, that, Rangers are a massive club. And to be in the kind of commercial situation we're in, you know, there's there's so many, there, there's just, there's so much revenue streams and, and stuff that, that we should have out there that we don't. Um, you know, the, the new website, the digital upgrades and things like that, that James Bisgrove is overseeing and, and work. And what I would say to everybody is that, um, you know, you maybe wonder who James Bisgrove is and those that, that don't know a lot about James Bisgrove, go and have a look at his CV in terms of the things he's done. He, he's worked for UEFA. Um, he's worked for some massive clubs as well, and he is hugely respected in terms of being, you know, one of the best in his field. And he's he's now working for Rangers, so I would expect um, huge things basically because I think he's a very capable guy. I know that um, since he started seven eight months of work he's done on this deal um, to get Rangers out of of these contracts and things has been massive. So um, commercially, I think that. Um, Rangers, you know, are, are now in a place where um, it's quite feasible to say with confidence that um, breaking away from these deals and and, and being in a, in a good place is, is worth in, in the region of £5 million to the, the club on a, on a season basis. And just to be able to see, um, you know, the streets with, um, when, when we do finally, you know, get back to normal things with decked out red, white and blue and everybody wearing our strips and knowing that that money's safely going to the club. And not only that, it's things like being able to, you know, the new plans that they've got in terms of possibly building bars, Ibrox and stuff like that. I mean, how good would it be, you know, to meet up with your mates and go and get a pub lunch at Ibrox and things like that? I mean, that's all things that the club want to do. Um, and that's, that's exciting. It's revenue and, and things like that. So, 
yeah, I mean, I, I can understand what Colin says in terms of being cautious because, yeah, we have been here with Ashley and things before, but um, this is different in terms of getting the club shot back and, and things like that. I just feel that um, <clears throat> in, in terms of what we've been told and, and things like that, um, I think this is entirely different now. Um, yes, I suppose it's understandable that, that we're guarded and things like that, but I think there's a lot to be optimistic about heading forward. Um, and obviously, Colin, it, it wasn't just, you know, the, the Sports Direct aspect that leaked out that statement. The club confirmed, you know, 32 Red would be staying on as, as sponsor. Um, there's also, you know, new sponsors in terms of Coca-Cola tenants, Molten Brown, you know, there's a lot of different um, companies there. It's good to see these sort of brands now um, connected with the club again. I don't think there's anything... I don't think you can deny that. You know that's 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 a sign that the club is is gone back to where it was in terms of its standing. You know, I always remember when when the 2012 happened. You know, when we were demoted and all that kind of thing. Uh, I can't remember who we had our cars with at the time, but the, 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 it was Mercedes or something like that, and they they pulled out straight away. And I think it was Vauxhall came in, and I just remember the image of Lee McCulloch driving into Murray Park. And he's brand spanking new Mercedes and coming out in this sort of Vauxhall Vector or something like that, you know. And that was a sign then that a lot of the, a lot of these companies were were running for cover and didn't really want to be associated with Rangers at that particular thing. So you see some of these firms coming back, like Coca Cola is obviously a huge brand name, uh, Molten Brown again, that's a, a sort of high end sort of brand. So yeah, it's good that these things are, are starting to to come back. I think I think it shows you that there is a, a form of normality returning to Ibrox and that these these companies want to be associated with Rangers. Uh, I'm still not keen. I must admit, I'm I'm still not keen on like gambling or alcohol in the front of the shots. I just think football clubs should have, and, and it's not just Rangers that are guilty of this. This is just something that that that, that irks at me. I think football should avoid those things on the front of the shots. Uh, but other than that, it, it does it all. I mean, I mean, I know I said I was I was cautious, but I just think that comes from, you know, being let down so many times. You know, you've just felt on so many occasions with Rangers on the park and off it that we're getting somewhere, and then we just get another kick in the teeth. So, I think that's why I'm still a wee bit cautious. But as I said earlier on, it does feel a wee bit different this time. I think getting the shot back shows you something that, that is a wee bit different this time. I'm still worried that a sting in the tail because actually it is a we know what Ashley's like, you know what I mean? He's an absolute cretin uh, of a human being. I, I would still be wary of some sort of sting in the tail and all this, but despite that, there's still a feeling, you know, with all these companies that are uh, coming forward now and want to be associated with Rangers, there's definitely a feeling that we're, we're starting to have a wee bit more credibility about us and we're starting to head in the right direction. And uh, as I said earlier on, that can only be a good thing. Can I just maybe say something at this point, um, David, sorry, Colin as well, um, see with regards to being a wee bit guarded and things like that, that's completely natural but I'd also say that this isn't um, something that's just happened in terms of you know Friday, Ashley uh, or Sports Direct haven't you know, missed the deadline and, and by 20 past 5 we're telling everybody and announcing it, this is months ago so this has been months in the working, a lot of hard work behind it, a lot of you know legal twos and throws and um, confirmations and discussions and sorting things out and, and stuff that will really need to be sort of clarified by the club but um, just a, a wee kind of I don't know if it makes people 
feel better. It made me feel better in terms of this is this is something that's been um, known and, and discussed now for back and forward between both parties for for several months. So I I just think that this one's a wee bit different. Um, I don't see people like James Bisgrove and, and things making the announcements they have um, if, if it's going to be the same as before. So, yeah, I mean, it, it relies on us trusting them a wee bit, and I get that, and I get we've been stunned before, but um, that that wee point for me that this this isn't something that's just happened. This has been months. Um, I've known about it for a wee while. Um, so in terms of it's one of those ones where is it really true and things like that? Well, now we know it is. So I think that's important. This isn't just something that's just happened. It's been, you know, a long time coming in terms of back and forward from both parties and things like that. So everyone seems to be um, on board with regards to where we are. Just a final point on the on the statement that came out yesterday. Stevie, I'll stay with you on this one. But the there's going to be a new, a new kit and retail partner announced by the club. Um, We've obviously seen rumours that, that, that seem to be swirling. It's always been the same with this sort of thing. There's a lot of people saying a lot of things about who it may be. Macron seemed to be one that was kicking around quite a lot a couple of months ago. Um, the latest one is Castor, which is obviously like an up-and-coming sports brand that actually sponsored Andy Murray. Um, is there any insight or, or are you expecting a, an announcement soon uh, from the club obviously they said it was, it was imminent but you know how, and how important is it that it's, a, it's the right brand for Rangers in terms of you know that sort of worldwide appeal and also the probably given the given the statement that came out yesterday you know be a supply and demand it has to be someone that can deal with that demand for jerseys um, as well well yeah I mean that's a huge point and I, I, we've obviously seen the speculation and it's it's not something I can kind of say anything on, but I would say that, um, as I said today in the blog, that people are talking about or we are talking that Macron were a, a dead cert a month ago and, and after you know, a good tip um, by a friend of mine, I would I, I said that Macron wasn't happening, Umbro wasn't happening, there was rumours of Puma and stuff and that wasn't happening either. Um, I can't deny or, or confirm the, the current rumours, but what I would say in terms of again, people worried about you know, are they up to it and things like that that'll all be part of um, the retail contract in terms of they'll have numbers they'll have projections and things that they need to stick to and if they don't stick to it then um, that'll be you know an, an easy contractual kind of um, agreement between them um, Rangers are, are obviously confident they, you know at, let's not try and you know, kind of pretend that there obviously is uh, retail partners and distributors and things in place and that, that's all there and that's all agreed. Um, so it's the, what's important is that they can keep up with demand of, of, of the support. And do you know what, David, and Colin as well, I, mean, I don't know how you guys feel about it, but see, for me, the most important thing is, it, it, is they treat Rangers properly. Um, doesn't matter who we're sponsored by. I seen RBR say last night on the Jersey website that um, you know whoever it is, their pound is just the same as Adidas and Nike and everything else, and that's exactly it. As long as it's the best deal that our club can get and the best deal for us, then it doesn't matter the name on the shirt because it's not bigger than the badge. 
and that's that's the truth. And it doesn't matter who's sponsoring Rangers or who's whatever, because I would buy it and I would wear it anyway. So as long as it's it's good for our club, then it's good for me. And I, I've never been really one to kind of get worked up. I know that social media gets excited about everything, but for me, I don't really care who it is, as long as it's the best deal that Rangers can have. And I would say that I've heard that the, the deal they've got is is very very good and it's very lucrative. Um, so I would I would be pleased with whoever it is, and I would hope that you know they, they would be able to produce for Rangers, and that's all that really bothers me, David. You know that that's all I'm really caring about in terms of as long as it's best for for us and, and best for the club, and that, that's it really for me. I'm I'm not bothered who it is. Do you think these these sort of things, Stevie, are, are brought on by social media? And I think I've discussed this many times on on the on the podcast and. You know, football, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm only 26 and I've even seen a massive change in, in the way football um, is discussed since, you know, social media has become such a big thing. And perhaps the, you know, who's going to sponsor the kit and, and how it looks and, and what it means, you know, and what it looks like to other clubs and, and stuff. It's very sort of like the, the world of social media. Do you think that, you know, people are more anxious over you know, materialistic things like that, now that there seems to be this constant um, argument and, and, you know, a bit of ripping the piss on, on social media. Oh, yeah, I think that's a fair point. But um, social media, I think, has become, you know, it makes being a Rangers fan, um, it certainly makes what, what I do um, a 24-7 job, you know, because every little thing is, is overanalyzed, every little thing is looked into, everything is discussed you know a hundred times and that's just the world of social media um I suppose it, it depends on what kind of age you are and things like that I mean I'm, I'm 36 so um I've had a season ticket you know 25 years or whatever um and and I suppose 10-15 years ago I might have been excited about strips and things like that but I don't know if it's because there's been a, a dumb and down period in terms of the last eight years and we can't really get excited about that thing I mean God, going to the games outside Ibrox, I mean, maybe Colin will come in and he'll maybe say the same thing, but see walking past that mega store and just your heart sinks and, well, you can't really go in there because, but being able to 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 get all that back for me, that's exciting for me, but the whole, you know, what's the strip going to look like and blah, 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 I'm not really that bothered. The only thing I'm bothered about is it's, I just hope it's not too tight this year because during lockdown, you know, I've, I've kind of made friends with the old custard creams again, so I'm hoping that, that it's not too tight. I'm not a big fan of the old tight tops, but do you know what? See, apart from that, David, I'm not I'm not fussed, mate. But I do get your point on social media, and I do agree. that I think that's just the way of the world these days, though. Colin, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the strips? We've had a few interesting conversations about this sort of thing um, over the recent months. Uh, what's your view on who the, who the new retail kit supply may be? Uh, I mean, well, I'm a bit of a traditionalist on this, David. Uh, I mean, my heart will always kind of lie with Umbro because that, that's that's the kits that I remember as a boy, you know, and I was always, I, I can remember feeling a wee bit gutted when we moved to Admiral uh, and that didn't quite work out. And it, it, it seems to me that any time we've moved outside the sort of well-known sort of kit suppliers, you know, your Adidas, uh, Umbro, Nike and all that kind of thing, there's always been issues. I mean, the Admiral kits... Uh, I remember the shell suit being a bit of a washout at the time. It, it turned sort of purple by Christmas. Uh, 
and we had that period when we sort of done our own kits for a, a, a while and you know the quality of them were a bit poor and the Hummel kits were okay but obviously the, the, the deals turned a bit sour towards the end so my preference would, would be to go towards a sort of Umbro or you know one of the well-known brands but as, as Stevie's pointed out you know, I suppose it's about getting the best deal. Uh, and I, I, I still think, I mean, I know we're in recovery and we're, we're coming back, but I still don't think we're in a, a real position of strength on this. You know, I think we have to, I think I'll take Rangers to have been back in the European arena for a number of years before, you know, maybe your more established kit manufacturers will take an interest again to see that things are ticking over okay. Uh, so I think, I think if all things are well, I don't think, some of the firms that are getting mentioned now would, would be in the running, if you know what I mean. Uh, but that's not to say that whatever deal's coming is, is bad for the club. So, yeah, if it's a good deal for the club, I'll take it. But I, I think in terms of designs and, you know, stuff that provokes nostalgia, it'll always be umbro for me. Every time Rangers announce that they're going to get a new kit supplier, I'm always praying that they're going back to umbro. But, uh, alas, it's not to be on this occasion. Well, moving on... Um... There was, there was even more announcements by the club um, towards the end of last week. We'll start, Colin, um, with the show of loyalty to the fans that was announced actually through a statement by Stephen Gerrard um, through the week. And they're going to freeze um, season ticket prices for the new season. Obviously, this is unprecedented times, as we know. Um, and, you know, it's never been a stranger time to be looking at season tickets because genuinely... And we'll probably come on to this. There's a there's a good chance that we won't see football again until the new year. Um, certainly, if, if, if current government uh, guidelines are, are to be taken into account. What f- first of all, I suppose, what what did you make of the gesture from from Rangers? I mean, I don't think again. I don't think Rangers are coming for a position of strength in us. I don't think any football club is. You know what I mean? Because they're trying to sell you something that they simply don't know when they'll be able to provide the, the the goods you know so they're saying here's an 18 match season ticket uh, but we don't know when you know the games will take place so and that's no rangers fault that's not any football club's fault this is the position that we're in so they're not really coming from a position of strength in that but i don't think any football club is in a position to say oh we're going to hike the prices up because i don't think fans would a lot of fans wouldn't wear it and a lot of fans couldn't wear it because we don't know you know economically this thing is going to have a huge impact and there's going to be a lot of supporters who simply are not in a position to afford these things anymore. So I think it was the right it was it was the right idea to, to to freeze the ticket prices, and it was a good gesture. The one thing I wasn't so impressed with was the the compensation package for this season. You know, it was it was a twenty five pound voucher or something like that. Now I, I quite liked what Thistle done. Thistle had sort of said to their supporters that they would offer you a full refund on the games that hadn't taken place but they were asking supporters to volunteer if they could if they could afford not to take the refund not to take it in order to help the club but those supporters who did need the money they, they would pay them back and i thought that was a nice way of doing it I, you know allow the supporters to decide uh, if, if rangers had said that to me i'm i'm in a position at the moment where i'd have been able to say oh you know what i can i can take that hit financially but because of the way they've gone about it i'm kind of like well you know what i'm going to take my 25 pound voucher because i'm not entirely happy with how this was handled so that side of it i'm not convinced they got right uh, but the, the season ticket you know holding the season ticket prices for next season 
Uh, I, I think they've got that right. That said, you know, you're, you're saying we don't know when we'll see football. I'm hearing tonight, uh, my mate sort of sent me a message on WhatsApp just before we came on air that uh, they're, they're testing players in Germany because they're trying to get the season over there kicked off and three Cologne players have tested positive for COVID. So, I mean, any thoughts of that season kicking off? They were trying to get the season kicked off in May. That's out the window. So, I just, I, I can't see my football as, even in a closed door scenario, I just can't see the next time uh, professional organised football is going to happen. So, it's very, very difficult for, for, for clubs at the moment to try and sell their wares because they simply don't know when they'll be able to do it. You know what I mean? So, I feel for them on that front. Uh, but the, the compensation thing that they offered, I thought that could have been handled a bit better, in my opinion. And, um, Stevie, as Colin mentioned there, you know, we're, we're, we are in a very unprecedented time. And over the past few years, the support's been magnificent, you know, in, in terms of the, the season ticket uptake and, and the amount of sold, I think, record sales in the past few years, waiting lists for, for tickets. Is there a chance that, you know, in the current climate, as Colin mentions there, I mean, there's a chance that we won't see football for a long time yet. What would you expect the, the sales to be like for, for season tickets? I would hope that they would they would be high. I'm not sure what commercially we are targeting and, and what kind of um, numbers and things we, we have, but it is an unprecedented time. I mean, I'm in a position where um, I, I save and, and we've kind of got like saving things because we've got three season tickets in the house, which meant that when they came out, I was we were able to, to pay and get that done. And understand that people won't be in it. I completely understand that. And there's other priorities and things like that. But I, I mean, I suppose it's the eternal optimist in me, but I would hope they would be as high as possible. I would hope that that people kind of rally round as, as best they can the club. And I think the important thing to remember is that, that Rangers haven't done anything to kind of put themselves in, in this situation. So if, if we can afford to renew, then I would hope that we would. But I mean that's that's the the fans' heart speaking, but I know in my head I, I understand completely what's what's happening in the world and and where people are, and I understand that people might just not be willing to do it, but it's the old kind of I would hope that the the, the fans kind of rally round and things like that, and that's just because I, I want you know I'm, I'm very mindful of what's happened in the past and things like that, but in terms of of uplift of, of what numbers we're looking at, I suppose the club would tell you that we're looking to sell out, but. I'm not sure if, if if that's realistic. They might they might maybe say that they're they're looking to hit the forty thousand mark and things like that. I really don't know. It'll be interesting to see. The club are normally quite forthcoming in terms of, you know, giving us early insights into where they are and things like that. So I suppose that within you know this week they they might release some numbers and we might be able to get an insight into that. But no, David, in terms of 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 knowing you know, anything with regards to what we are looking at season ticket-wise, I, I really don't have any insight into that, unfortunately. Colin, I'll, I'll, I'll go back to you on the on the season tickets. And as I asked Stevie there, you know, do you think that, and this isn't just for, you know, Rangers as a club, I think it's Scottish football as a whole. And even if, you know, there's an opportunity there, can you see Scottish football, you know, playing behind closed doors in, in any scenario? <clears throat> it really is. I think it would be pure speculation, and that's that's what I think what we're dealing with on a daily basis. You know, what I mean, I mean the the English Premiership 
especially seems determined to to get games finished. Uh, but obviously that's linked to to TV money, and if they don't see out a certain amount of games, the whole sky. I think it's 700 million or something like that. So that's a big hit for the clubs to take. So obviously they're determined to see out the season. But I, I, I genuinely think realistically it's it's utter, it's speculative, it's utter madness to think that football will be happening anytime soon. Uh, and I think football's got itself in a bit of a mess, you know, of, partly of no fault of its own. It can't be blamed for not foreseeing a global pandemic that basically, basically put the brakes on everything we were doing. However, it has put itself in a problem with the model, that you know, its business model that it's operating, you know, huge amount of money coming in, but even more going out. So that's a worry for a lot of these clubs. You know, they've got they're signed up to huge contracts for players, huge amounts of money going out the door, and all of a sudden the money coming in the door has stopped. Uh, so that creates a problem. So that's why, as I said, especially the Premiership are desperate to get uh, games up and running and, and get that season finished. But I, I just can't see any time in the future when, when that's going to happen. I just think it's it's wishful thinking at best, you know. And, and as I've just said there now, you know, Germany's thinking their situation is apparently on the prove in terms of the virus and how many cases so they were thinking, we can start getting things back to normal. We can arrange for games to be played behind closed doors. And there's three clone players have tested positive. So the whole thing's up in the air again. So I think it's it's wishful thinking. And part of the problem is, I said, is the money that revolves around the game. If, if there wasn't so much money in the game, I think football's problems would, would be a lot smaller at the moment. And I think they would be quite happy to say, you know what? We can just sit back and when it's safe to come back, it's safe to come back. But they now have a commercial and business need to get back as soon as possible. And that's why you're hearing all these things like closed doors. I, I, I heard a thing through the week there that Sky are thinking about CGI supporters, you know, to try and help generate an atmosphere. Just absolute nonsense. High, you know, nonsense of the highest order. Uh, I think football has looked really silly on more than one occasion during this whole thing. Uh, and, and games behind closed doors, I, frankly, I don't see the point. I think the only people who would enjoy those games would be the players. You know what I mean? Watching it from home with no fans. and Supporters being in the ground generate the atmosphere that make games better. You know what I mean? So I, I just can't see it happening anytime soon. And I think it's maybe time that football sat down and actually realised that and, and started saying, well, we need to start focusing on how we protect clubs, how we make sure that as many clubs are, are existing at the moment are still here when we come out this thing. I think football has got itself in the right conundrum and it doesn't know how to deal with it. Stevie, um, Stephen Gerrard was in the in Sky Sports News of the week um, discussing, you know, potential signings and, and building a squad for next season and, and things like that but you know is is that again wishful thinking that we or any club can can be bringing players in and building a squad and, and, and rearranging a squad when there's so much uncertainty around it e even with current players and, and contracts and things like that that are going to run out you know it's it's going to be a really really difficult summer um, for any club but, but especially for Rangers in the current situation where you know, it's expected that we we strengthen in certain areas that, that we need to um, for a season that really we don't know when it's going to be start. 
that's a diff that's the you know that's the, the impossible question to answer but I, I would I would counter it by saying that I think the club have to David I, th- I think we have to just carry on and in terms of our planning we have to try and you know and, and do the best we can and in terms of this is where um Ross Wilson spoke very well on the on the webinar thing that they done yesterday um again it's on the Rangers channels on YouTube to go and find that I would watch that because he speaks a lot about how they've they've kind of countered it and watching you know videos and, and scouting stuff like that and I think the simple matter is that where it might change David in, in terms of of our plans is you know maybe we had a budget of 70 19 million whatever we might have had for the summer right it might be that that is no longer there or it's it's now quartered or halved or or whatever um, and we might have to look at a different kind of market you might find that um our squad, we maybe had ideas for certain members of it that they'll now um, have another chance or, or whatever because we, we won't be able to to spend or, or do whatever we can in, in the market. And that's how it will probably change. And I can I can realistically understand that and see that happening. But and I don't see the club standing still in terms of, you know, not trying to plan and not trying to sign um, players and things like that. Um, I already know there's a couple in the pipeline and, and things like that already so I, I can see us carrying on um, I, it's just a, it's a difficult one I mean I, I don't see us spending the big money and I don't think that's possible like last year we had we had Kent and Hillander come in and things like that um, I can see maybe an extended deal for, for Hadji in terms of a loan move possibly um, and I can see some maybe free transfers and a bit of juggling about, maybe a loan or two, but I don't see huge money getting spent. But I think we do have to continue to plan and we can't stand still. We, we have to try and be at the forefront of everything. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and that I should also add as well, David, that I know that a lot of what I say gets taken um, as verbatim and things like that. I'm just talking as, as a supporter there in terms of, what I can see happening, it's not. I don't have any insight into um, our kind of transfer budgets or, or strategies. There's a few rumours and things, absolutely, but in terms of um, of where we are, I don't have any insight. But I cannot, I can see the kind of, of of somewhere where it's it's like that for a lot of clubs. I don't think you you'll see any club coming out and spending 10, 15, 20 million on players. I just don't see that happening now. So. I think we might, in terms of squads and things like that, I think they might be very similar. Um, any guys that are kind of moving about might be loans and free transfers and things. But that, again, that's that's just the, the way I see it. Colin maybe um, thinks, Colin might think differently or whatever, but um, that's just the, kind, of, kind of where I am with it. I, I, I think transfer fees in general are going to go down because clubs just, you know... Especially if, if the market down in England, if those clubs have to hand back the TV money that's been talked about, then they're not going to have the money to to make the sort of bids and offers that they were making before. So what's happening now, I think, will have a huge impact, not just in Rangers and fut- in football in general. You know what I mean? And I think players who have enjoyed huge salaries might be in for uh, a shock come negotiations to their, to, to their next contract. Because I think, I'd, I hope... And I believe that football will, will take stock of us and think, you know what, maybe how we were doing things before wasn't quite right. I mean, I, th- I think it would be incredulous if football clubs didn't now put in some sort of uh, 
clause in a contract around, well, if anything happens to stop footballing activities, we, we don't pay you your 30, 40, 50,000 pound a week. You know, I mean, I, th I think football needs to learn from this. Clubs need to learn from this uh, if they want to keep going in the sort of similar model that they were, they were doing previously. So I don't think what Stevie's talking about there will just affect Rangers. I think it'll affect all clubs. I don't think any clubs will be offering huge money or, or money compa comparable to what they were they were paying for players before. I think that's that's going to take a dunt for the foreseeable. Well, another thing that was that was announced by the club recently was the was a new my my gels membership scheme. Um, Stevie, would you be able to sort of chat us through the impact that's going to have and and, and the actual ones and outs of it? Um, well, I think that what you've got to realise is that membership um, schemes are, are part of nearly every big European club in terms of, of tickets and, and, and benefits and things like that. And what I would say as well is I don't think this scheme is, is finished in terms of the benefits that we might be able to get. Um, I'm pretty sure that once we're able to announce more retail-wise, I think that you might find that there's a, a few benefits in there, club shop and things like that. But the club have to try and maximise their income um, in, in terms of, of of that. So if you imagine, you know, um, 40, 50 pound and, and 10,000 sign up, then you're already starting to eat into the, the kind of the, the yearly costs that, that, that we are, we're trying to break even with. And, and that's what the club are trying to do. And understand that and listen, people, some people have already said they don't like it and, and um, others have, have kind of commented on it. I think you know basically it's tailored that um, it it it's supposed to benefit everybody and it's supposed to be able to build up your points and help you get tickets and things like that. Um, James again, Bisgrove talks really well on the, on this webinar and there's there's frequently asked questions and and things on the website about it. Um, I I'll be honest in terms of. Of, of where I am at it, I, I haven't yet properly looked into it. My first thought was I would I would pay my season tickets. Once once that came back, I would look into to that because I think they email you back and then you can go on and, and, and buy that and purchase that and things like that. If, um, I know you can buy you can buy it now, but I was that was my intention to go and properly look in it. I know there's benefits you get, you know, the scarf and the membership card and you can get points for doing Rangers telly and things like that. But I think anyone that's looking um, and getting a proper explanation is to sit down and look at the stuff Rangers have put out about it, have a good read through and, and decide. I mean, ultimately, again, it's about trying to support the club and, and bringing an extra income to them. So I understand completely why the, the club have done it in, in terms of, of trying to maximise the, their income. They'll be looking in, in time, you know, to maybe build up a membership that brings in one or two million pounds a year. And again, that's that's all money that, that kind of puts better players on the pitch and helps us kind of break even. But in terms of, of talking you through it and being able to give you the you know the, the pluses and negatives, I think I think it's self-explanatory in terms of you know, the more points that you get, the more it's going to help you. In, in term, the more benefits you'll get in terms of, of trying to get away tickets and trying to get um, tickets for, for semi-finals and finals and, and things like that. And and, and your past experiences are, are going to um, help and what grades you go in and things like that. But again, you know, 
David, it's a wee bit different for me with a very young family. I, I don't go to, to every every away game and I feel sorry for my pals. You know, big Robert Fulton's a big pal of mine and he goes everywhere and he struggles for tickets these days. It's not like that for me. and I'm not, you know, I, I take my hat off to these guys who go to the away games all the time and that and they maybe now are, are kind of having to be on that scheme to go get to these games that... So I can understand why people might might be a wee bit up or down, but all I would say is, you know, it's a situation where, you know, if you can support it, then you know, try and and, and see if it suits you. But it's it's one of these ones that this this is a conversation that's, that's very emotive to people, um, because it's it's ultimately some people are going to like it, some people aren't, and I I don't like kind of trying to. I've not done a lot on the blog in terms of of kind of talking about season tickets or or things because I know that this is a a really difficult time for people, but I, I just hope that um, I hope that, that we're all right and everybody comes through it, and I hope that everybody that can kind of, you know, will back the club where they can. But um, I'm I'm not in a position to, to to I don't want to be sitting saying well I'm all staunch because you know I think it's a great idea or I don't I just think that people should really make up their own mind, go and have a look, and I understand why the club are doing it. I think there's going to it will be tweaked and it will be changed and things going forward to suit and maybe kind of to suit everyone better. But like everything else, understand you know the club are trying to be at forefront and and, and do things that others are doing. So it's, it's just one of these ones, David. It's that I mean it's a difficult question. It's an emotive subject for me. Paul, oh, and the, I mentioned earlier about you know social media and how how ramped up things are on there. That seemed to be where most of the arguments were taking place about this my jail scheme. Do you see the the point of view of some of the people that weren't maybe as as enamoured with it as others? Yeah, I know. I think when you introduce anything uh, like this, David, there's there's going to be winners and losers. You know what I mean? And and based on where any supporter is at this particular point in time, some will feel they're gaining something out of it, and some will feel they're losing out of it. Uh, and Twitter, when it was announced, or Rangers Twitter when it was announced, was just you know just a, a bun fight really you know i mean and, and some of it you can understand you know i mean the, the, i mean the point system you know all, all the supporters that go to the away games and go to the european away trips you know they don't get as many points for for, for showing that level of loyalty as someone who subscribes to to rangers television does and you know in some ways you can understand that but i think I think Stephen's got a point in terms of you know this is obviously done to maximize income for the club so you know, if, if you're going to away ticket, it's, if you're going to away games, sorry, and you're going to European away games and buying tickets, and, you know, that a huge amount of that revenue isn't flowing back to the club. So there, it seems to me that the club are trying to get fans to to sign up to as many things as possible that that builds up revenue for the club, which you can understand. Uh, I, I mean, I'll probably uh, sign up for it uh, as a membership scheme. I'm I'm not I'm not totally convinced by it. I must admit my my view of a membership scheme is something that would take you a step closer to sort of fan ownership or, or fan representation at least, you know, if you're a member, you've got a vote and all that kind of a thing and, and you have a say in how the club operates, especially on issues that uh, concern supporters, you know, like ticket prices and stuff like that. So as a membership scheme, it's not what I would want you know i would want something that would engage supporters more in terms of how the club was run and help us have a voice and what the club was doing and all that kind of a thing but it's it's another revenue stream and i suppose it's like the the, the commercial stuff as well you know the kit deal and retail stuff 
you know, it's all money that we never got before. So on, on that front, it's a positive. Uh, but I can understand. I mean, Ross, you know, one, the uh, Ross, our fellow host, was sort of saying that, you know, he, do, he, he doesn't have a season ticket. He lives in London. He doesn't have a season ticket. He comes up to games when he can, but he does do a lot of European away trips. And I think uh, unless you're on this MyJers thing now, that, that can't happen. Uh, he was he was bumping his gums about it yesterday, so he felt that a, a lot of supporters were going to lose out, you know. Or was it, is it season ticket holders? You have to be MyJers or a season ticket holder to be eligible to travel away in Europe or something like that. I can't quite remember what it was. But essentially the days of just, you know, going to a country and getting a ticket and going in, those are out the window. So Ross was saying that a lot of supporters are going to miss out, a lot of good supporters. But again, I think this comes back to, I think maybe the club are trying to take control of the issues that we've had with supporters away in Europe, you know, with, with certain uh, songs and incidents that have happened and banners and all that kind of a thing. So I think that the club are trying to take responsibility for that and ownership for that and, and accountability by saying right we know who've got the tickets if they step out of line we can we can deal with them directly and I can, I can kind of understand why the club done that you know because don't get me wrong we don't get as many fines as, as Celtic across the road but we've had pointless fines uh, from UEFA and I think it's the club's way of saying well if you're getting fined whoever done it's accountable. If you've got their Jairs net number and their season ticket number and all that kind of thing, we can deal with that fan. So I can kind of understand that. And I think a lot of the supporters who, despite being told, you know, despite the, the partial closures, the Ibrox eh, earlier this season, you know, there's a, there's a segment that continue with the, the, the same chance and the same behaviour. And I think maybe that's why the club have taken that step. And it's people like Ross that lose out, you know, decent punters that, that follow the club all over Europe who are now being told that if they're not part of a certain scheme, they're not eligible to go. So, but I think, you know, a lot, some of this, not all of them, but a, a certain segment of them have to take responsibility for that. They've kind of spoiled it for everyone, I think. You spoiled it for me, but they're gone, gone. Ross, a decent punter, but there we go. Yeah, well, I'm live on air, you know. I'll, I'll tell you what I really think about them when we're off here. <laughs> um, moving, moving on, uh, Stevie, obviously this week it appears that Rangers are going to show the, the evidence, the much-talked-about evidence um, to the SPFL clubs. Obviously, an, an SPFL EGM uh, set for the, for the middle of this month. This saga's rumbled on quite a bit now. What are, what are we expecting from the, from the week ahead? Well, I believe that um, the dossier um, is getting shown to everybody on Tuesday. So I reckon about five minutes after that, um, social media will be in absolute uproar somehow. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll get a quiet Monday at least, hopefully, and then we'll, we'll see what it brings. But see, to be honest, David, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's in the, the dossier. I don't know what Rangers evidence is. Um, it's something that I've, I've not asked because this is the club have have led this fight. Um, their their aims are to to change or, or to affect change at the top of the SPFL because they don't believe in in the governance and a lot of things. It just seems to me that every time somebody from the SPFL opens their mouth, it, it creates a new issue or they're telling a wee white lie and and that to me I think is crazy. I think that. Even if Rangers didn't have any evidence, I think that what's come out is enough for people to be sitting and saying we should have an, an 
independent investigation about this. I, I don't have any idea of where it's going to go. I don't know if Rangers are going to are, are going to win or, or what, but I do know that I, I'm certainly confident that um, people like Douglas Park and, and things like that wouldn't have led this fight if if we had you know a dead rubber. I think that, that we, we must have something that we generally feel must be investigated. And we're going to find out the next couple of days. I'm, I'm sure we'll find out. I'm sure we're all going to know. And see, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of going to be glad that it's all going to be out there and we can get on with it. Because see these tedious kind of everyday exclusive um, crap that we're getting. Um, this is what the dossier says and all this nonsense. Just, you know, let it go. I mean, it's just, it's becoming tiresome. Um, I would expect it all to come out. I would expect that. I do think we'll get an investigation, but I, I don't know if in, in terms of, of how it will go after that. But I do know that I've seen enough from the governing body without even seeing Rangers um, evidence or whatever it is that we think we have to, to, to myself as a football fan, think that there needs to be an investigation into it because I've got no trust in the people that are leading the game from phone calls to chairman telling them that that they don't um, need to vote or it doesn't matter what they vote and things like that. The whole thing's been been handled wrongly um, at best. And I think that that needs an independent inquiry to look at. I hope we get it. I do think we will get it. I hope we get it. Um, and, and as for what we're going to get this week, David, we'll get the usual. There'll be a lot of noise. There'll be very little information, I'm sure. Um, and then it'll all come out and we'll just need to see where it takes us. I just hope that the club... Um, get what they've they've set out for. I hope that we as a fan base aren't left, you know, with the usual insults and, and ridicule of everything else. I just hope that the club, having put themselves in a position, are, are now going to see it through. And I hope they have, you know, what what they've said they have. I think that's really the, the only kind of hopes I have from it. Colin, do you what do you think will happen? Do you think we'll actually get a, a proper investigation, or do you think? This will eventually burn out, um, not not through Rangers doing, but perhaps by by others in the, in the game. I'm not convinced we'll we'll get the, inve- the investigation. I'm not I'm not saying that's on on Rangers' part. Uh, I just think you know the politics that is involved with, in Scottish football. I think uh, we've got too many enemies at the moment, and uh, I think we we'll need to have something major. To, to swing some people around. I mean, I think Hamilton and Mullerbolt have already come out and said that they won't be voting for it. Uh, I would assume Celtic would go the same way. So in the top flight, Rangers need to convince every other club to get 85% of the vote. And then you've got all the other sort of divisions to go through. So I think I, I think we're up against it. I think the people that are at the club that are now fighting the fight for the club are, are, are fighting against an image that's been created by the charlatans that were in place before. So I don't think we have much credibility and that's maybe what we'll get out of this. We'll maybe present something that won't get us a, the investigation that we're wanting, but it will give a few people in the SPFL a, a, a bloody nose and a black eye and it gives us a wee bit more credibility. That's my hope anyway. The hope is that we get the investigation. I just think we've got so many enemies in the Scottish game at the moment. I, I just can't see it happening. But I think Rangers could provide a smoking gun eh, and pinpoint the, where the guy was standing in the grassy knoll as he took the shot. And there would be people in Scottish football that wouldn't vote in our favour. I think the last sort of eight to ten years we have eh, built up 
so many enemies that it's, it's going to be very, very difficult uh, to convince people to do this. So, and if we don't get it, then the whole thing will start again, you know, might affect our credibility and all the rest of it. But the hope is that we, we offset that by giving one of the three monkeys in the SPFL, whether it be Rod McKenzie, Doncaster, or what's the other one's name, McLennan, or whatever his name is, uh, Murdoch, oh, I can't even mind his name. Uh, giving one of them a proper black eye and discrediting them would, would maybe make it worth it. But it's, it's maybe just me. I'm maybe just been negative because of the last eight to ten years, I think, towards the end of Murray's regime, you know, there was there were people in the club that just, I think Murray wasn't interested in Rangers anymore. I think Rangers would become a bit of a hindrance to him. And that's how he viewed Rangers and the people in the club at that time were not doing what they should have been doing. And we are where we are. You know, we ended up where we ended up. I think our name's been dragged through the mud. And it used to be the case that when Rangers spoke, people listened. I don't think it's like that now. So the people that are trying to put over uh, a genuine case for for grievance and all the rest of it, I think they're, they're landing on deaf ears. So I hope I'm wrong, but I, I I can't see this investigation happening because I just think there's too many people involved in the Scottish game who don't like us. Well, it's going to be another um, interesting week of that. I'm sure. Uh, thank you to my guest tonight. It's been, it's been another good uh, podcast. Um, thanks for listening. Everyone stay safe, obviously. Hopefully we'll be, we'll be out of this lockdown at some point soon, but until then, um, stay safe and thanks for listening. Ready is relentless. Ready is fearless. Ready is fearing no foe. Ready for the next level? Renew your season ticket now and support Rangers into season 2021. Prices are frozen for next season and the renewals deadline is extended. Visit rangers.co.uk slash renew to secure your season ticket today. Always Rangers. Always loyal.